Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsor for today, our good friends over at Brentwood Line, specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets, a well-respected supplier known not only for their high-quality products, but also their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent. They want to make sure all of your expectations expectations are met so be sure to head over to brentwoodline.com to check them out check out the latest and greatest products for all your outdoor needs again that's brentwoodline.com why don't we say hey to meg erber Head, headphone meg headphone meg that's what we're that going was, with that today. was a last second adjustment because i thought we were going without the headphones today. i yeah. was and then i don't know if you see the private chat but it was like i don't hear anything and then i held my <laughs> earphones up to me and i'm like oh. So here we are. So, so much has happened since the last time I saw you guys. Number one, I won my fantasy football game. So number two, <laughs> I, I finally got all of those influencer boxes uh, shipped out yesterday. So my office is starting to come back to normal. What else? Um, I've committed to an ice bath to making one. There's that. And what else? Um, I think that's it for now, but yeah, lots of stuff going on. <laughs> the, the influencer boxes. What do you, which, which ones are you talking about? Uh, actually Lindsay has one, um, right there. So she'll probably show us later on, but it's the influencer boxes for promotions East. Um, you were part of it. We did a whole influencer campaign, uh, back yep. in June and July. Well, we had 10 lucky winners. Um, if people read oh. distributors registered before July 15th. We picked out some winners. Those kits just went out yesterday. Um, so expect to see some more stuff floating around the okay. next couple days. But Meg, I heard back when you when Promotions East did that whole influencer kit that there was uh, a little something missing. Uh, did you save any for the for the 10 winners? So I did. <laughs> not only that, I also paid off the UPS worker guys with these. I promised to drop the rest of them off today because they if you saw the video that I posted, they looked a little overwhelmed by all of the handwritten <laughs> FedEx papers, and they were just like, oh. so I promised I'd bring them the rest of the snacks. Nice, nice. <laughs> Stephen McFadden, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm back in the United States <laughs> so because uh, the following week I was, or previous week I was in uh, Nicaragua, so I am back now. So How'd that nice. go? Yeah, it was great. Um, it's, it was such a great experience to, you know, see, you know, all the different things going on down there with the organization we were helping out with, which is, uh, uh Sunica. So they do, uh, water projects, education projects, mentorship things. And, um, I'll have to post a picture, but I, I also spent the night in the rainforest with <gasps> nothing but a, a hammock, a rain, a mosquito net and a machete. So Steven, Steven, <laughs> this is my dream. <laughs> I'm let's, gonna need more be, info later. Like, cool. Yeah. Let's be honest. I can I can smell the the Moderna wrappers from over here. Okay. There's uh you can smell those tobacco leaves all, all the way through. There might have been a cigar that was uh, that was uh 
consumed in the rainforest as well. I mean, so. are you even allowed to go to Nicaragua and not have a cigar, even if you don't smoke cigars? I feel like you kind of I, have to. Right? I, I think it's a rite of passage. You um, have to support local business. I drink yeah. the coffee. Yeah. I So I will tell you. Uh, that's, Guata, uh, that's Guatemala, Meg. No, it's at Costa Rica. That's where I was. Rica, a 10 no. second story. So I'm in the hammock. Yep. 3.30 in the morning, I get woken up by a howler monkey that's in trees somewhere above us that sounds like a freight train's going off. And that, that'll that wake you up. That'll, that'll definitely death, wake you up. Sure. I was like, what in the world? Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, I, I uh, that would be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, so I'm excited to hear more about that offline. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lindsay Davis with PPAI. Uh, that feels weird. Does it feel weird to hear yeah. it from you, Lindsay? It, you know, it does. It's an odd thing to say. It's exciting, but also I'm not going to pretend I don't sometimes get it wrong or say we sometimes when I talk about raining roads still. It's a, it's a big transition. Yeah, no kidding. So for the folks that are listening that don't know who Lindsay Davis is, why don't you give us a good three to four minute introduction of yourself, maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and uh, and what you've been up to since. I would love to. That's like my favorite question, by the way, to ask anybody is how they got in the industry, because I feel like it's either like super on purpose or definitely not at all on purpose. Uh, mine is super on purpose. I grew up in the industry. My parents owned um, a supplier company called Solar Advertising. Uh, they were one of the earliest lip balm suppliers in the industry, like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, ultimately, they were uh, acquired. Actually, I, I should back up. I came on and ultimately took over as president when my dad retired. And we were acquired by Raining Rose in 2016. Um, my parents were able to retire at that point, which they were so excited about. And um, I came on as an outside sales rep. Ultimately, I became the director of sales uh, for the full promotional division at Raining Rose because, you know, their background is very much um, also in retail sales. They're a retail manufacturer, too. So I got to be their expert in promo. And about eight weeks ago, almost to the day, um, two months ago, I started at PPAI as the promotional products work manager, which is the buyer facing initiative focused on elevating and educating on the value of promotional products to end buyers in the space. So ideally, they make promo a part of their marketing plan as opposed to something that maybe they think of at the end or that isn't the quickest thing they drop or anything like that. They see it as an incredibly valuable part. The new vision written by PPAI is that promotional products are universally valued and essential to every brand. And I'm a little biased, but I feel like this initiative is the closest um, support to that to that vision. So. Sure. I'm really excited to ask you a bunch of questions about promotional products works and yeah. sort of that initiative. Cause like you said, it's, it's the, uh, the buyer facing uh, yeah. sort of initiative. So really excited to hear about how PPAI is, is sort of navigating that and, uh, and sort of what the future looks like there. But, um, I know that's, that's why we have you on today. We want to talk promotional products works. Uh, and there's, I believe an end user show that's uh, coming yes. up, I don't have the date in front of me. I apologize. I'm very unprofessional today, uh, but maybe you can fill us in on that. Absolutely, I'd love to start with that because, frankly, that was the very first thing I was hired to handle when I came on. The event was about 80 days out, so um, you know, quick to work, getting right in. Um, it's September 29th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central. It's the Promotional Products Work Expo. It is an online virtual event that, in my opinion, really is different than anything we've done in the past. It takes all the awesome stuff about in-person shows like communicating and products and education, 
but also combines really everything that we learned during the pandemic about what's great about virtual events where you can reach customers that you know, maybe they aren't geographically near you. You can't bring them to one of those awesome in-person uh, and buyer shows. Or, you know, maybe they weren't available that day. Um, and let's you have that conversation. Or perhaps you just want to continue the conversation with them or use it to prospect. Uh, so the event is that day. Um, it is for distributors to bring their end buyers to. Suppliers are providing products to be in product pavilions, but are not required to be present at the show and are not present at the show. Um, which allows them to not have to sit in a booth and wait for someone to ask them a question, having previously staffed for that. You know, it's not always an easy thing to figure out. Like, who am I going to have in the booth from 10 to noon and what noon to two and all of that when you do the online shows. Um, and then uh, the hope is that when a distributor comes, they really make it work for their business. I think we have a lot of different ways they're using the show based on how they want to communicate with their clients, whether they're just sending it to a ton of people and giving them instructions beforehand or even really leading them through step-by-step step on how they want to experience the show the day of. So it's been really cool to see all the different um, different paths. And as of yesterday, we officially crossed the thousand mark for a number of registrants. So I'm really excited nice. about that. Yeah. Nice. That is really so, cool, that's exciting. Like yeah, a lot of people, yeah. is it a lot of end users that are registered or is it the distributors and they're registering their end users as well? Yeah, so we're sitting right now at about three quarters end users to one quarter distributors. Um, and it, it did just pull that way heavily all of a sudden this week. We were more like half and half. And then a couple bigger distributors came in that are using it as their sort of fall pitch event for instead of doing their own virtual event, which is great. You know, that's the best way, to, I think, for us to provide value is solve something for our distributors so they don't have to. Um, well, that's, that's actually a really great point. I know we've wanted to talk about that on the show is, you know, mm -hmm. the distributors partnering with, even with the regional associations to put on an end user show and, and how much further and how much better that show could be. But um, sure. we just had some trouble nailing that down. But yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that topic um, <clears throat> because I think there's, it, we've talked about this before with the regional associations. They're a huge benefit, um, you know, and a ton of uh, value for the small businesses in our industry, which, I mean, it's a 97% small business uh, industry. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot, but there are those larger distributors that don't necessarily feel like the regionals really have a, a ton of value or benefit to them. And there've been a few larger distributors that have decided to partner with their regionals to do their end user shows through them. And it's worked out like really, really well. So uh, I'm really excited to talk about that uh, in, in, a, in a future date. Um, but Lindsay, on that note, I mean, why, why is it important for PPAI or ASI or even the regionals to get involved with end user shows? Like why, why is that a thing? I mean, cause we we're such a, um, you know, a, a sort of, fear-driven, panic-induced, you know, we, we want to hold our guys like really tight. We think, you know, we're like the, I want to love him and hug him and squeeze him. You know, we're that cartoon, <laughs> right? So um, why is it important for companies like PPAI to get involved with that? Absolutely. I will say first that you gave me total Lenny vibes just now for those who've read of Mice and Men. I loved that. Um, uh, you know, I think it's really important because if, we aren't leading the way, whether it's us or other, you know, big companies like like ASI, like people that are really leading the where the industry is going, um, then it won't happen. I think that's the biggest. I think it needs to be put behind a group that has that capability to do it well, but also um, has a reputation that can say, you know, here's why this is valuable. Here's why this is important to you. A, you know, PPI and, and truly ASI as well needs to be a voice in talking about the value of promotional products and being out there educating on it so that when there are 
articles that aren't necessarily as positive as we'd like, they know they need to come to us and talk to us about it. So that when um, someone thinks about writing a marketing curriculum, they know this needs to be a part of it. And so I think those organizations, because it truly is an industry initiative as much as it's a PPAI initiative. I hope that actually answers your question. I realized it was a little bit roundabout. <laughs> no, I mean, I completely understand because I mean, that's yeah. that's honestly where I feel like, you know, you know, associations like PPAI really fit in and, and should step up and try to help the mm -hmm. industry much as they possibly can with, you know, uh, curriculum and things like that. I think it definitely yeah. has to be college curriculum. But Stephen, as a uh, as a resident distributor, how do you feel about um, PPAI, PPAI or the regionals getting involved in, in user shows? Like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Um, you know, I go back and forth. I think you mentioned, um, you know, the 97% the small business and then the value for regionals and um We've had lots of discussions on that, and I, I kind of flip-flop, given on the day of my opinion of, of all those things. But I do think that providing opportunity is never a bad thing. So, you know, having having said that, having PPI have this as an opportunity um, is huge. You know, that's, that's amazing for us to be able to have that as an option. Um, I think that the end user show is is something that's, I don't say lacking, but it, it just does seem to, that there are way more show opportunities for just distributors and not enough opportunities to showcase, um, you know, with an end user. And when you do that, um, it does have to be done very strategically. I'm sure you guys have been running through that. You know, it's like, how do you, you know, if I want to bring three, three people, but they have three different needs, do you walk them through together? You know, how do you give them enough time? You know, there's a salesmanship side of it that has to kind of be played out strategically as a distributor to figure out like, how do I make sure I'm giving them each the right amount of time? Or do I just do one person or do I schedule them out? Or, you know, do we go through all the booths or only some of the booths? Cause how do you know if, maybe they'll see something. So there is some strategy behind that, right? Um, yeah, and and I'll eventually, if later on this, I'd love to touch on the curriculum portion of it as well, because um, I have some news to share, so. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So oh, nice. Uh, oh, I have a question for you, Lindsay, actually. Yeah. So last time we spoke, um, and actually, you guys, if you haven't had a chance to, to check it out, um, Lindsay Davis was on Kirby Hassaman's Delivering Marketing Joy podcast to talk about this, but when you had done that podcast, the Education for um, Promotional Products Works Expo, sorry, I have to keep that W, the other W out there. It wasn't done yet. Um, I would love for you to talk more about that. The product that was used, the trends that were discussed, the use of, of actual production team for filming this time, the actors. Yeah. Let's hear about it because that's, that's like the nitty gritty of this. And I, I'm sure the listeners would like to hear about that. I would love to because we did take a definitely a very different approach here, which I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out. I got to see the rough cut yesterday and it's coming together really well. What we basically did was looked at what we were gonna do for education and thought, you know, instead of just educating on what promotional products are, how do we really inspire this group to think about how to use them, how to use them differently, to understand the key trends we're seeing that make them even more effective and more exciting for people when they receive them. And so that's what we really dug into. Um, we do have a work group. So speaking a little bit to one of the comments Stephen just made, yeah, we have we have a work group that helped us solve for some of the different, you know, potholes, pit stops along the way of trying to do an event like this. They also helped with education, which was great. Um, I was able to run a lot of trends by them and hear from them. Yeah, we're seeing this one a lot or eh, not really. Um, and what we landed on was um, 
how to execute an awesome unboxing, which I'm going to come back to at the end because I want to talk a little bit more about that one. Um, we landed on employee gifts. I mean, I don't know if you know, but right now, um, HR professionals are bec quickly becoming one of the largest buyers of promotional products right now. So instead of it being business development or marketing professionals, it's HR. Steven's nodding. You know, you're hearing from all the mm -hmm. time, I'm sure. And so really talking about retention and recruiting. Uh, we did one on sustainability and how it's more than just being eco-friendly now. Uh, we did one on uh, using technology like QR codes and NFC to incorporate digital media into your physical product. Um, I like the term fidgetal, which I think is a Danny Rosen original, probably. Um, let's see, what else did we do? We did one on leveraging customization and personalization in your products and one on retail brands and when and how to do that well. Um, which was great. And so they helped me source product as well, which is peppered throughout. Um, we're not calling out specific suppliers in it, but very much showing like this JBL speaker is a great example of a retail brand. And here's what happens when you use it, those kinds of things. But if you'll bear with me for one second, I do want to talk about the unboxing too. So, well, off camera shot here. <laughs> so one of the things I asked for when I went to do this is I reached out to Sagni actually, and they had just done this really awesome unboxing campaign with their uh, Promotions East show. And so I asked if we could use it as the case study in our education. And so they were kind enough to send me one of their amazing influencer boxes, which I have right here. Um, and the reason I loved this, oh gosh, it's big and heavy, um, is so cool, right? The reason I wanted to use it is because it's it really uses all the pieces that I think execute on it really well, like it's a branded box. Um, so they're excited right when they get it. It's inside, I'm gonna set this down so I don't hit myself in the face with it and give you guys a really good blooper. Um, <laughs> and it has lots of really great stuff inside like the tennis shoes. It was a trade show survival kit. So it was all very themes. We talked about theming it and making sure everything's on theme, giving away great product. Um, and I will say the actors were so excited about this. They really wanted to keep the bag, by the way, the waterproof bag. I had to like wrench it out of their hands. Um, I love mine. It's so nice. Um, and then like, they were just so excited. It was fun watching them engage with all of the promo. They did think the pool noodle was really fun. And we did have a pool at our um, at our location because we rented an Airbnb and used all the different spaces that, you know, promo can live in for you. And the great water bottle. So yeah, you guys absolutely, I say you guys because I know um, Meg is on the, the committee over there. Wow. Um, did an amazing job at this. And I should say, I also got the snack. I hope. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, See? I'm really psyched. They're delicious. Yeah, I did not get the Rice Krispie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I sorry. I think with just the reaction they had, it was really cool. We actually worked into the lines because um, when they saw it, they had this very immediate reaction to it. And we kind of ad-libbed a little bit from what we were planning to talk about and really had him have the same reaction again about, actually, he said the same thing I did. It's really heavy. It feels substantial. Um, and then had the gal actor say, that's the reaction your clients will have when you get it. And so it was really cool to be able to use their reaction to authentically talk about how awesome unboxing really is and what a great job um, you guys did on that one. So thank you for the awesome case study. Oh, uh, right thank you. And I will say when I dropped those, I did drop those other boxes off yesterday and the FedEx guy, they were all such good sports and they were playing along. <laughs> and I was like, can you guys just stand behind the counter and look super annoyed? I don't know. Can, can you see that? And they were, I, got, <laughs> I even got the FedEx guy in there. 
Tyler Fox's. Yeah. So he's like, tag FedEx Express, and they'll usually repost it. I was like, done. That's fantastic. <laughs> done. I love it. I That's love funny. It. So, yeah. Oh, All right. That was really cool, though. That was really cool. And I'm glad, like I said, when you have those actors, even though they're end users, like that's like an, like an authentic response. Yeah. But those are really cool products. And that's what Charity and I were pitching. Like when we wanted to do that trade show survival kit, we didn't want to just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what stuff, right? We really went to a lot of thought and time in it. We curated it with sustainability in mind. And we know that if we chose the right promotional products, that our yeah. campaign would work. I love so, that. And actually, yeah. I will say, um, as someone who's also been in the industry forever, one of the first things I did at PPI was come on and get them some cool product for staff because very often the stuff staff gets is leftovers from conferences, which is great product, but having on brand items for them is good too. And uh, I picked that exact same water bottle for promotional products work. That's <laughs> awesome. Can I tell you that I carried that water bottle everywhere with me? I had to take yeah. it to Kansas City. I took it to Women's Leadership Conference and yeah. I got home and I thought I lost it. I was so upset that oh, I was no. into being in my yoga bag. But I was contemplating which influencer box I was going to steal it out of. I love that's it. how nice that water bottle is. Okay. Thankfully, if you I'll, that, one. I'll probably I'd be willing to send you a, a PPW. I'm good. Well, I'll yeah. take that too. But <laughs> those are really nice water bottles from Snug. So thank you, Snug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I guess I was just kind of sort of thinking about earlier on uh, when you were answering the last question about, um, you know, why PPAI should be involved in, you know, sort of the N-word facing or buyer facing um, aspect of the industry. I almost like, does it almost feel like we're kind of, it's reactive or we're, we're trying to play catch up because I feel like obviously there are end users or I'm sorry, distributors that are doing the end user shows. They're doing their own end user so, shows. So, I mean, is it sort of reactionary to that? Like to kind of bring it back in, in line with, you know, what we're doing as an industry? Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think you definitely could say that, that the industry has been doing this for a long time. And this is really our first show version of doing it. Mm -hmm. But I would also say that this is an evolution of a program that PPI has had for years. I mean, for those of you who've been in the industry for a long time, remember Get In Touch, which was the buyer-facing initiative um, sort of pre-pandemic that focused a lot on the value of promotional products. Before that, there still was a promotional products work week and day. And actually before that, I learned that PPAI worked with SHRM, um, which is the HR association, for a long time to talk about you know, the value of promotional products and weaving it into their campaigns. And so I think it's been in the DNA a long time, but you're right, this is the first time that we're hitting on end users. And I would personally probably say that it's a little bit later than I would have liked it to be as a person in the industry, not even as a person at PPAI. But I also think that it's well-timed where the industry is comfortable with PPAI playing in that realm and probably still has a little ways to go to get as comfortable as they as I'd like them to be um, playing in that realm. And that's just doing a great event, you know, like makes it hiring actors and doing this great education, doing the product pavilions and making sure there's great product in there and providing a really positive experience. I think after the event, people will be even more excited to keep going. So um, I love, yes I love how Meg continues to comment in the comment section while she's live on the podcast. East of the East. I like <laughs> no, 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 she, she pays someone to keep her image up. She's got a social, social. Oh, that's right. Manager. She's viral. I, yeah. I completely forgot. She's a viral TikTok star. I have a, an assistant. <laughs> Maybe. She's a oh, she's a whole social media campaign manager. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, hey, Lindsay. So, um, yeah. without this being a uh, a humble 
brag of myself. Um, Do it. I did want to. I did want to let you know something I have going. I mean, why not? Right? This is a platform, so we use it how we want to use it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Meg does it all the time. Steven's really awesome. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, anyway, appreciate I'm, I'm it. for you. Now go not, ahead. <laughs> not, not quite. You know, reach for the stars. Sometimes you hit the moon. Right? Isn't that what they say? Okay. So, um, um, so one of the things that we've talked about in uh, you know just the industry itself is the education portion of it yeah. uh, for people that are looking to get into the industry because inevitably we ha we ask everybody how they got into the industry and it's either by accident or by family and so it's part partly because it's just not taught which i think you mentioned um so i've seen this as a as a trend recently and then i'm like i want to figure out how to do this and educate or teach or something and figure it out so I say all that to say I'm probably going to be leaning on PPW because I'm teaching a capstone class at my alumni um, cool. coming up in about a month and a half and then also doing a presentation for AMA. So nice. I've got a week session. So I've got a two, two days uh, in a senior level class that we're doing um, and then also presenting to the AMA for East Carolina. And then next year I'm on stage with 900 people for a presentation about um, promotional products and how they work and kind of using that data. So I guess my question about PPW would be like, are there resources and tools that I can use yeah. this if we get those opportunities to share to kind of mass amounts of people? I love that. Um, you have no idea what an awesome transition that is for something I didn't even tell you guys to ask me about. So I'm excited. Perfect. So September 29th, the day of the show is also promotional products work day. So those of you who've been in the industry for a long time, you know, it's been a week at times. And for me, on the supplier side, trying to execute on a full week of activities was really hard. Like, is this the day I'm supposed to call my congressman or is this the day I'm supposed to have a tour? I don't know. So it's a day. On that day will be the expo and we hope people leverage that. But the other thing happening on Promotion Products Work Day is releasing the new Promotion Products Work Toolkit. So again, those of you who've been in the industry for a long time, who've seen the Get in Touch campaign, this is very similar to that. And then it um, has a lot of key stats, like 50% uh, of promotional products are kept over five years. When you go to over one year, it jumps up to 70%. I mean, how cool is that? You know, 99% of people will walk out of their way to pick up a promotional product. Like lots of really cool stats like that on the effectiveness, on the brand recognition. I love that. On how it improves the brand's reputation. Um, so all refresh stats um, on, on that data along with some really cool lifestyle imagery of where people are using promotional products. So all of that will drop on September 29th for PPI members. Um, if you sign up for the expo, you have a chance to get it early um, if you would like it early. So sign up, bring some buyers and you can have early access to that. But yes, the brand new toolkit will drop then. There's also some brand new commercials I'm super excited about where people sort of interact with their life using something that's not a promotional product. Mm -hmm. um, and, and how lame it is. As, right. It doesn't go quite as well as if it were a promotional product. And that's as much as I'm going to tell you because no one has seen them yet. And they drop live um, actually between education sessions on the platform that day. So um, come so out. So it's like the Super Bowl commercials, right? Like most people yeah. just watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Boom. You know, I yeah, hope you Jules. watch it for the yeah. whole thing, but Meg, if you come just for the commercials, that's totally okay with me. <laughs> they, no, I love they, it. I really do like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Did, did the commercials cost as much as the Super Bowl ones, though? That's what I want. <laughs> right? <know>. No. Twice <laughs> <laughs> as much. not. But they are really good production value, and I'm really psyched about it. So, yeah. Very cool. 
Well, I know, um, you know, one of the things I, I kind of wanted to sort of take a step back just real quick, because, uh, you know, with the with the whole thing about PPA getting involved with the end user initiative, yeah. like I, I personally like that we're finally hit at that route, because Stephen, the thing that you had mentioned, uh, sort of in rebuttal or response to the first time that I brought that up was essentially, there's a lot more exposure for distributors to access shows, but not for end users. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. because if every distributor did their own show, suppliers just we're already stretched too thin. Right? Yeah. So yeah. there's no way we can do it. So the fact that I, like, I personally would like to see end user shows kind of either go away or be centralized like that. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you could do a couple, you know, larger end user shows where, you know, those larger distributors and small distributors alike are using that, uh, you know, as their end user platform. I love that idea versus, uh, you know, them doing their own. Absolutely. You know, and I should say we do have a spring version plan next year and a fall. So this is not by any means the last time we'll do this. We're already investing in those dates. Um, by the end of the month, we should have dates out for spring, which will be sometime in March and April and dates out for fall, which should be post Labor Day again, probably really similar time to this. So uh, we're continuing to invest in that. I think there's so many opportunities to do more, whether it's letting distributors make it their own or, um, you know, having different ways people can invite, whether they make personalize those invites even more or, you know, letting suppliers take part of the commercials or, you know, as we continue to grow this concept, those are just a few random thoughts at the top of my head. But I, I know there's so much more we can do. And so I would love to hear more from people like you guys and your listeners in the industry and what you would hope an event like this would accomplish, because this is very much um, the beginning of a great thing and by no means where we're stopping. I mean, even as you just talk about different distributors, we have a group using this as their fall show. They had all of their salespeople reach out. They all invited like anywhere between like five and 50 people. Um, and they're having them attend education and then they're making time to walk with them. Um, they're really personalizing it. They're even getting Zoom up at the same time so they can like see it together. We have another group who's just sending sort of like a best practices out and inviting everyone on their list and not really guiding them through as much as they're just trusting the platform because it was built for end users. It's not, you know, they've seen the background, they've had a demo from me, they trust that it's in a comfortable spot and they're just gonna say, hey, here's what we hope you do. Here's how we're gonna follow up after. And so it's really interesting to see how different people use this differently because they go to market differently. And so, yeah. Now with this, with this industry being such a tactile industry, is there intent to make this an in-person thing down the road? I would love for this to be an in-person thing on the road, whether it's co-located with something that buyers are at or whether it's actually an event that we partner with maybe regional associations on. I think there's so much opportunity there. And you guys know I have deep regional association love. So I do kind of like that idea um, to, to use it to provide even more value to their events. Um, but I don't know exactly what that will look like in the future. But yes, I think there's such an important in-person component whether it's the expo in person or just getting promo in person. You know, I just, I attended the HubSpot conference inbound in Boston and man, did they miss such an opportunity to talk about promo. I think they talked so much about digital media and they hit so much on how crowded the content space is. And I have to differentiate and how, you know, certain brands can create oxytocin and how they do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, you do it with promo. And so I think there's events like that where as we continue to build those relationships and get involved that, there's a place for promo there, whether it's the PPW Expo or just promotion products work in general as the initiative, because it has so much room for growth as well. Sure. Yeah. Now, Stephen, back to your, uh, your curriculum thing, man, where you're, you're going in and speaking. When, when did you say that was? Did you say? Um, so I'm waiting. I've got a two-week window, uh, but that'll probably be in the next uh, probably a month and a half. So it'll probably be October. Um, 
Um, All right. Late so October. I think there, I think there might be a topic there for us, man. I, I think we could, we could do like a post, uh, a post yeah. speaking yeah. engagement follow up. I'd and love maybe to hear all about it somebody, for sure. I'd love to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, and I'll give you kind of a snapshot, but essentially I said, I don't want it to be a, um, you know, a pitch just for my business and just for the industry specifically, but obviously there's overlap. So I'm actually talking about marketing strategy and kind of using the examples of that we use in the promotional industry, whether it be storytelling, experiential, or um, uh, give back, or the three that I'm going to focus on. But I'm going to set them up and then have exercises for the class with different prompts to then create those marketing strategies to present kind of Shark Tank style um, using those different methods that I teach them about. But it also gives them that exposure of how it's, it's wild. Most of the curriculum is digital, you know, right? It's it's almost 100% digital. There's even pages in there about scent marketing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, you're more likely to get into promotional products, I think, than uh, developing scent marketing strategies. But yeah. here, here nor there. So it's a good way to kind of introduce it to people about to go into the into the business world. So excited to, to do that. That's Does awesome. it scent like, like smell? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's, a little a, something raining, that's a little something Raining Rose does, isn't it? Right? You know, you smell that lip balm. Oh, I can, we can uh, parallel all of that, right? You know, we can, <laughs> we can make that connection. <laughs> they have a brand new director of sales over there who's awesome. If you guys need another guest, by the way. So. All right, <laughs> you know what I'm sure smells really good? <laughs> what? Brand new chairs and coolers and blankets from Brentline. You know, I was really trying to figure out like how you were going to segue that because that made zero sense for our sponsor this week. Mm. You know what I mean? The smell of the new chairs. I love that. <laughs> that that crack open a new chair and just <laughs> before it smells like pot. Um, go ahead, Jeff. I'm not sure. I'm not sure go, where to go with this. Uh, you know, so let's roll the credits. This, <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by our good friends over at Brentwood Line. Apparently, their uh, their chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets smell really good. Mm, uh, you know, it's that scent marketing that Stephen was just talking about. A well-respected supplier, not known just for their high-quality products, but also for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure that your expectations are met. Be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all of your outdoor needs. And I think there's a scratch and sniff sticker on the website that you can get a little <laughs> heads up on what Meg was just talking about, too. I'm not sure. That, that may or may not be uh, accurate. Uh, but anyhow, look, Lindsay, really appreciate you coming on and discussing promotional products work and the promotional products work expo that's coming up. I do have it uh, and have had it uh, scrolling down at the bottom of the banner here for those visual uh, uh, listeners. Uh, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash my dot dot org forward slash PPW reg. REG. Um, so go there, get registered, get signed up and uh, we'll, we'll see you there. Right. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Awesome. And for the rest of you guys, uh, stay tuned and we'll see you on the next show. Take care. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.